Wait, is it even past noon? Welcome to South of the Eight, and thank you so much for listening. In this special episode, I want to thank all essential workers, all the frontline workers that are helping out during this horrible, horrible time, uh, EMS, fire, police, uh, customer service, whatever it may be. Thank you so much. This entire episode is dedicated to you guys. I know that it isn't much, but we really do appreciate you. Everybody in their own way really does appreciate you. This episode is a lot more laid back. It's just a good friend of mine, Luis, who's an EMT and yours truly, just discussing some of our medical stories, I guess you could say, some of our interesting, some of our more bizarre stories. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. It was a lot of fun to make. And if you guys like the the more chill, laid back format, let me know, uh, because it was a lot of fun to make again. And I wouldn't mind doing it again. So with that, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. And again, loving your guys' feedback. Hit me up at that dude Vega's Instagram. Hit me up at, at that dude Vega Twitter. Let me know what you guys think. Do you guys like it? Do you guys hate it? Do you guys love it? Whatever it may be, let me know. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, and it's always a pleasure. I love having conversations with people that are enjoying the podcast, you know. Or maybe if you aren't enjoying the podcast, go ahead and let me know why. With that, here's Luis. Welcome to South of the Eight. Today's episode is going to be a lot different. It's a lot more kind of shooting the shit uh, back and forth. With me today, I have Luis Flores, a.k.a. El Güero, a.k.a. Not Really Mexican, a.k.a. <laughs> Too trying, right. yeah. trying too hard to look Mexican. Trying too hard to look Mexican. Um, and we're just going to be kind of sharing stories from our healthcare days or just stories in general. I guess the main theme is that with I, we really just want to thank all the essential workers, all the healthcare workers, everybody that's helping out during COVID-19. And we figured the best way we could do our part for humanity would be to share our stories. So would you like to start? First of all, I want to thank David for having me on today. You're welcome. So appreciate the invite. And also... It was super last minute, by the way. Uh, he shot me a text. He's like, please, I'm begging you. I'll do anything if you have me on your podcast. Give me the followers, please. Please. <laughs> and I was like, what? I have like a total of like four listeners. I don't think you deserve that kind of clout. But those four listeners deserve this. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. They do. No, not just that, but also we figured it'd be kind of funny. Um, it'd be a little bit different. Uh, we like to share our stories. Sometimes people stare at us when we share our stories. <laughs> but well, our humor can be pretty dark as EMTs. I feel like it has to be for yeah. any kind of health worker or any kind of worker in general. You know who has a really fucked up sense of humor? Customer service, man. Oh, yeah. Those people. But yeah, I get it, I man. They they get, they get deal with the Karens all day, you know? So I, I got to give it to them. All right. Well, it's a really hot day, guys. So let's get this thing started. It's a hot one. Stay hydrated out there. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. What you know about ASMR, though? <laughs> well, first of all, seriously, I want to thank all first responders, all EMTs, lifeguards, uh, firefighters. Well, lifeguards aren't working right now. 
Yeah, actually, we are. We just we're <laughs> about, just our season is about to start. So right. wait, how's that gonna work? That's a okay. Oh, that's oh, a good actually, way to start good, it. Yeah. That's a great way. To, so the beaches, from what I've heard, they're reopened. Open up this Monday, baby. As of Monday. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So yeah, we're so expecting what, a lot of people to show up. But what does that mean? Like, what does it mean open? But the thing, okay, so this is the like thing. you're allowed to jump in the water now. No, so you're allowed to go exercise, which includes stand up paddleboarding, swimming, kayaking, surfing, kayaking, no Fuck. Um, running. But you're not allowed to go have like a uh, social Party. event or like just okay. hanging out, loitering, basically. Loitering. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess surfing kayaking all that sort of things you're kind of doing it separate but it's you know when it's gonna get tricky when people start like quote-unquote walking or Mm -hmm. like running because no one like really runs and the people that are running um i mean sorry walking they're usually doing it in groups yeah you know so that seems a little bit dangerous but um that's cool so okay so what does that mean for lifeguards are they back to work or so we've actually had lifeguards on the whole time but the thing is that since there's nobody going to the beach right now, a, there, a lot of people are getting their hours cut. Um, um, so the only thing that we're doing is people that do show up, we're telling them to leave. That's okay. actually what people are, that are lifeguards doing right now. Yeah, it kind of sucks because, you know, as a lifeguard, we understand people. Like, we're that type of people to enjoy being in the beach. Yeah. We like to go surfing and stuff like that. So kicking out people... For a stupid reason like that kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's got to be rough. I mean, I just feel like a lot of people, they're just cooped up, man. They got cabin fever. and I know I do. Yeah, sure. it's rough. And you know what's crazy? I was hearing someone complain about being inside. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know for a fact you haven't been inside. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You've been out doing stuff. What do you mean? Like, it's rough out here. Like, no, dude. Like, I, I could complain. But honestly, I still work my 40 hours. So, at least for 40 hours out of the week, I'm out doing stuff. Dude, you're getting 40 hours? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm lucky, dude. I'm only getting like 32, if Oof. anything. And that's a big change from, what, 48? Well, yeah. 55? I know. 70 hours a week? <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's one of the volatile things about, like, healthcare. Mm-hmm. When everything is fine, man, they'll just throw hours at us. But then it takes something like COVID-19 to realize that we're just, we're very, like, entry level. Yeah. Because just like nothing, they'd be like, "All right, well, we don't have enough work, so don't don't come to work." It's, like, it's kind of like hell? a, it's kind of like you know, like when your mom tells you like, "Oh, hey, mijo, me duele el pecho, que no sé qué," and you're like, "Mom, I'm an EMT, I'm not a doctor." Like, yeah, there's not I know really that. Much I can do. <laughs> I think every time, uh, every time someone asks me something like that, I just do the muscle test. I'm like, "Is this a muscle pain or is it internal pain?" And then if it is an internal pain, I'm just like. Yeah, you should go see a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> My go-to answer is like, go see a doctor. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's normal. Like a lot of people don't deal with EMTs. People don't mm-hmm. really know what EMTs are. So yeah. for those out there that don't know what it is, EMT stands for Emergency Medical Technician, which it's entry level for things like uh, working in an ambulance, working at a hospital, like an ER. Transport. I think there's like those transport people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different fields, but I guess the main one would be ambulance. Or, um, yeah, just BLS, ALS, CCT, whatever kind of transports you're doing. And, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I hate to say it, but, like, most of EMS, which is, like, uh, emergency medical services, they're mostly just glorified cabs, man. Mm -hmm. It's wild. Like It's an Uber with oxygen. That's (laughs) all it is. (laughs) It really is. Because one of the things they make us ask when we have a new patient, it's, like, we'll usually ask the nurses, like, why why can't this patient take a, a cab? 
And honestly, we are a cab, so I don't even know <laughs> what we're asking. Very fucking expensive cab, though. A very expensive cab, like a super over, overpriced cab. Yeah, that's wild, man. When I started looking at the numbers of, like, what it actually tastes, well, like, every company is different and everything, yeah. but, man, that's expensive. Like, would you take an ambulance ride? Knowing what you know of what we do. I've actually thought about this so fucking much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, would it, you? It got to the point where I even asked my boss, I'm like, hey, you know, like, I work for you. You like me, right? <laughs> Would you transport <laughs> me? Would you transport yeah. me for free? <laughs> if I call. <laughs> no, like, it's um, it's kind of weird because, I mean, uh, like, medical insurance, that's a whole different thing I don't want really want to get into. But, like, yeah, like, say one of us, let's say a, a lifeguard um, at the beach, you're drowning for whatever reason, you're hurt. Mm-hmm. Would you let someone else help you? As a lifeguard? Yeah. Or... Like, let's okay. say you're not working. Let's say you're just out surfing one day uh-huh. and you know you're fine, but they think you're in trouble. Because I've seen some lifeguards sometimes they just kind of yell at you and they're like, ah, like, get out yeah. of the way. I would let them help me because I know how you. annoying it is for people. Yeah. Sorry. For people that think that they're fine. Right. Like, when literally, not. Yeah, yeah, literally, I've literally paddled out to rescue, like, legit rescue people. Mm. And I'm like, hey, here, grab my hand, hold on to the board or hold on to the can, blah, blah, blah. And, um, they're like, no, I'm fine. When they're literally like chest, not chest deep. I mean like chin deep in the water, like climbing the ladder. Yeah. Freaking um, out. Freaking out. So, yeah. And I can, it, and it's just annoying. Sometimes dude, I don't even ask him. Sometimes I just like, I like, I grab him and literally pull him on top of the board. I'm like, all right, man, I'm sorry, man. But you're either one too far out or two, you're getting too tired, man. And you're about to drown on me. Yeah, I think that's one of the things with, like, even being an EMT, sometimes, because you, you know the Ricky Rescues that, like, know everything. Mm-hmm. I remember having conversations with people like that about calls, and they're like, so what'd you do? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, just put on some oxygen, took them to the ER. Yeah. And someone's like, really? Oxygen? Is that the best you could have done? I'm like, dude, okay, as far as I knew, that's what you're supposed to do. And People just go in these rabbit holes. So there's always going to be someone that knows more than you. So mm-hmm. I feel like I would I would let people help me. Also, I want people to know, because I get this so much. Uh, like, oh, you're an EMT? What you guys do, like a person that's not even trained can do it, you know? Yeah. And and yes, you're right. But 90- we are trained. <laughs> yeah, we are trained. By 90, 90, 90% of the time, all we're doing is taking vitals and putting on oxygen. Yeah. That's it. But that 10% when shit goes south. Yeah. Well, it's not just that. Take into consideration also that you need an EMT license to take out an ambulance license to be able to transport code to the ER. That's all a lot of steps. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's not the hard. It's not being a doctor. I understand that. Mm-hmm. It, like, also, like nursing. Nursing is a whole career. Oh, yeah. You know, like a four-year degree sometimes. So some people have master's. and um, But still, like, there's a... You know, it's not like they just hire someone right off of high school. Mm-hmm. You have to go through classes, man. Like, it's a thing. It's yeah, a it's thing. a thing. And you actually, there's a lot that you got to learn. Yeah. But the thing is that all those things that you got to learn are for the times when shit goes south. Yeah, that's that's the big one. I feel like it's always like 70% bullshit or mm-hmm. 90% bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then that 10%, if you're not on top of your stuff, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. In what jobs do you know that you have to stay on top of your own training? It's yeah. always the job pushing that shit on you. Like, hey, there's a new protocol on this. There's a new protocol on that. And in EMS, even though sometimes you'll get that from your employer, a lot of times it's just kind of like, meh, we'll test you every two years. And if you don't know your shit, you're out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's up to you to stay on top of it. I don't know. It seems kind of ridiculous. But yeah. 
it's ridiculous and also like sure it may be easy most of the time but also who's the one getting exposed to COVID-19 <laughs> yeah <laughs> who's, the who's one? getting punched by psych patients dude okay right? literally, literally psych, two nights Paradise ago Paradise Valley man I, I will not shy away from saying the name don't, Paradise don't Valley. get me started with Paradise <laughs> Valley man it is the breeding ground of like psych so all of all of psych patients in most of uh, I know southern San Diego but some parts of North County, they drive all the way to, down to National City to input their patients to Paradise Valley because yeah. they're just like, they're yeah. just, the, I don't even know how to call it. Like, they're just the place mm-hmm. for psych patients. Mm-hmm. Man, the things the things I've seen. I've seen more genitalia than any person should ever see in yeah. their life. It's You've been there, what, nine months? I've been working, yeah, nine months. Nine months? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Times yeah. five? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Holy crap. Like, yeah. sometimes they're the same person. Don't, I'm like, oh, you shaved today. Oh, okay, that's, yeah. that's nice. <laughs> I'm so thankful you don't smell like shit. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, great. Look at that. You showered. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah, man, it's rough. Uh-huh. Dude, literally, the other night, me and my partner were taking vitals on this. Might as well should have been 5150. By the way, for those people that don't know what a 5150 is, it's technically the the technical term for crazy people in the medical field. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the more professional way to say it's well, not like, always, yeah. but it's mostly like um, for people with psychiatric. It's a psychiatric hold, mm-hmm. meaning that you're not able to take care of yourself for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much it's uh, yeah, it, it it usually means there's some kind of issue. Yeah, and they can get man, they can get scary sometimes. Uh, if you had one that is just drug related. Because I, when I started, I thought it was only people with psych med history, like uh-huh. mental history. But it turns out that if you're like on crack, yeah. you'll be put on a 5150. Because yeah. they think you're mentally, but it's just you being on a rager. I had one of those try to jump out of the ambulance the other day. Holy crap, dude. No way. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. That's wild. And did it, what happened? So, Tell I me mean, story. in a way, it was technically our fault, but also Ooh, not. I'm yet. showing this to your boss. Well, my <laughs> boss already knows, dude. He oh, already okay. gave me shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I got written up, bro. It's well, right. you're still employed, so obviously yeah. it's not that big a deal. <laughs> but, okay, so we're transporting a patient uh, from a uh, psych- uh, psychiatric hospital. And guess where we're going? We're going to Paradise Valley, baby. Of course. Of course. Um, but this patient had uh, like a really low blood pressure, laying supine or laying down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, easy there with the terminology. Jeez, man, what do you think you are? And uh, you're not getting audited, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Nobody's getting impressed here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, and uh, so we show up, and we're our main concern is that blood pressure that c- they keep talking about. Uh, so we take a blood pressure. The guy is fine. And he's actually complaining about having to go to the hospital. Right. But it, the problem was when he laid down, he had blood, his blood pressure would go pretty low. Oh, okay. So what was it? I don't so there, know. there was definitely an issue. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. he had to go. But I, I, I had already transported this patient already before. And the, the first time that I transported him, he was on something. Yeah. Dude, this so guy was an issue. tweaking out like a motherfucker, man. <laughs> this guy was bad. It yeah. was definitely like two different people when I saw him like tweaking and yeah. like basically being normal. This guy was still crazy though. So yeah. we get there. We first thing we try to do is like find out what the fuck is going on with his blood pressure. Is he okay? Do we have to go code three or do we have to upgrade the call? Right. right. Um, by the way, EMTs are not allowed to take all types of patients. Um, right. So there's a distinction between an EMT 
B, which is what we are, to a paramedic, yeah. which they're also EMTs, but it's they carry more drugs. They mm-hmm. they have certain protocols that allows them to do a lot more. So sometimes we would have to upgrade to yeah. paramedics. Yeah. So nine one one most of the time is ALS, yeah. which is paramedics. But a lot of stuff gets thrown to us, and a lot of times we decide we're like, hey. It's better that we take them than wait for nine one one. Yeah, so for sure. We just transport them. So, yeah. so, so we're, okay, wait, cool. yeah, we're so trying, trying to figure, figure out. We're trying to figure out if we have to upgrade. And this guy is pissed, man. He's like, man, what do you guys have to take me to that shitty ass place? You know, oh, blah, 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 this and that. And I understand, you know, like it is. I mean, side note: side if you note, ever yeah. bored, go on Yelp, Paradise Valley Hospital. <laughs> man, you'll have some of the biggest laughs of your life. I'm not kidding, dude. They are. Bad. I think they're like a half a star and it's not lower because it's like humanly impossible to be any lower <laughs> but some of the reviews they're rough man yeah. they're rough. my old professor yeah. used to call out uh death valley <laughs> it was rough it has a paradise valley has a rough history yeah <laughs> so we we get the patient on the gurney and whenever we're transporting at 5150 we have to put hand restraint and feet restraint and this time because we were so worried about that blood pressure it we totally forgot about it we were just worried like all right this guy has to get did you forget yeah, about it i was not it. being lazy did you forget i was not about being it. lazy because i know a lot of people are lazy with it they're like oh this guy's fine hand um hand restraints for 5150 patients are the number one thing i feel like emts kind of just go meh yeah exactly <laughs> and i haven't because i've heard that's stories great. yeah that's great because i've heard stories but this time but this time i did <laughs> fuck you the one time it went wrong <laughs> i know fucking ironically but um yeah, so yeah. yeah um so we get him we're about to load him on to the ambulance and uh me and my partner noticed that we forgot we look at each other he just looked at me he's like fuck <laughs> restraints and i'm like so like while you're transporting like no while no not already? while we're transporting literally like loading him into the ambulance oh, okay and this guy was pissed and Ooh. if we put on the restraints this guy was gonna get even a little more too late pissed. Too, yeah yeah because it would have just escalated the situation one we were already outside so we were scared that this guy was like gonna try to punch the shit out of us outside and then run away right yeah so. and then you know it's crazy the uniform looks just like a cop uniform yeah. so. i've been bitched out so many times because mm-hmm. they're like like get the fuck out of here mm-hmm. cop i'm like dude i'm not a cop but it works like, out sometimes though but then you get respect yeah, you get <laughs> <laughs> thank you officer and i'm like yeah whatever <laughs> whatever but just let me eat <laughs> so shit dude, that's yeah crazy. so we we noticed late you know First time that we forgot, I've forgotten to put on restraints. Right. And uh, so I'm just, I just tell him, I'm like, let's just go like this, man. I'm like, this guy got, this guy's got to get to the hospital. It's fine. We'll deal with it. Yeah. And hopefully nothing happens on the way there. Jinx myself. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So we're about to get on the freeway and we're about to go north. We're going, uh, this is important. We're going north, not south, north. We get on the freeway patient starts screaming he's like why the fuck are you guys taking me south <laughs> blah 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 you guys Freaking are gonna out. take me to mexico to kill me like oh, i wow. know what you guys are doing you so guys like are taking paranoid? me to Mex- yeah paranoid dude fuck, like that this guy that. Yeah. takes off all the seat buckles all of them you know gets up and tries to jump out of the ambulance as we're on the freeway Shit. my my partner literally like <laughs> held on to no, like the door he basically no locked the door with his, with body. his body 
No and way. he that actually sucks, he dude. ended up breaking something and like cutting himself like on the elbow. Oh yeah. shit! So he, like he got hurt. hurt. Mm-hmm. He got oh, hurt wow. because like this guy was trying to get out. So I pull. I I turn on my my light and I pull over. Get out. I tell dispatch what the fuck is going on, yeah. and then I get inside and try to get this guy back on the uh, on the gurney. Yeah. So. I grab this dude and basically throw him back in the gurney. Yeah. And uh, and I'm like holding him down. Yeah. Which, by the way, these kind of things are super expected of us. Yeah. No one trained me how to subdue no. someone. You take no. jujitsu. Yeah. I'm fat. We can like figure <laughs> our shit out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll work it out. Yeah. But it's all range of people that do this job, man. And it's like mm-hmm. they don't train us mm-hmm. to subdue people. We are legally allowed to put people on restraints. And they expect us to put people on restraints. Our patients can be 350 pounds, 6'4", and they're like, yeah, just figure it out. Yeah, It's like, dude, what the fuck? That's why if you guys ever become EMTs, restrain your patients before getting out of the hospital. (laughs) Or just, or don't become EMTs. (laughs) That's what, that would be my advice. Yeah, the pain's not great, so don't. Um, There's other ways, kids. There's YouTube. So I'm trying trying to get this guy back on on the gurney push him towards the gurney and I lay him down. I'm basically got like one hand on his face, my knee on his chest, putting all my pressure on this dude. Yeah. And I don't know what, what happened with my partner. I guess he freaked out and froze on the moment, you know? So I'm holding this guy down, like basically ready to get restrained. And uh, the guy's fucking shaking, trying to like get me off and shit. Um, Thankfully he didn't punch me, which is nice. That would have been um, enough. But I look at my partner and by trying not to freak out the patient anymore, yeah, I I tell him like, "Yo, dude, <laughs> like put on restraints." <laughs> yeah, hey. yeah, kind of like giving those eyes of like, He's "Motherfucker, <laughs> putting those restraints on right now." Yeah, and Shit, man, uh, that's wild. but yeah, this guy this guy froze, and we were like, "All right, you know what? Fuck it." We convinced the patient to yeah. like relax. We showed him that we're going north, right? Yeah, towards yeah. towards Paradise Valley. Yeah. And he was like, all right, all right, fine, fine. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys put the seatbelts on me, but I'm not going to put on the restraints. I'm like, all right, whatever, well, whatever gets yeah. you there, you know? Yeah, dude, seriously. I feel like that's one of the things with, like, restraints, man. I always felt so weird about them. So the legal thing in San Diego, because every city, every county is different, different as far yeah. as what we're able to do. Um, you can learn a thousand things and only be able to use, like, 30 things. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Yeah. But, um. Anyway, so the thing, the legal thing in San Diego, or the protocol, says that it's up to the EMT whether he chooses to, or he or she, or they choose to use the restraints on a patient. If they think they're going to hurt themselves, others, or just think it's going to be a, an issue. Mm-hmm. And some companies take it upon themselves to say, nope, restrain every single patient with medical yep. with some kind of mental issue. Mental and it's like, issue. dude, that is so bad. Because sometimes... You're picking people up for like a tummy ache, man. And mm-hmm. you're just escalating the situation because you're like, sorry, I got to throw on these neoprene freaking four inch restraints on each arm. And it's like, what the hell? dude? Yeah. Like you're just throwing the vibe. You're just making everything so much more aggressive. So, I mean, I understand that some res- some situations call for it. Mm-hmm. But man, it sometimes it's bad, it just dude. makes it awkward. Especially when you're like having to transport like a... Minors, man. Minors, yeah, exactly. We have to do it to minors. Seventeen-year-old girls that like just like 16, said they were gonna kill themselves, and now because of that, yeah, man, maybe be... they had a bad breakup. It's their first yeah, exactly. anxiety attack or uh-huh. something. 
they may have tried some kind of a um, maybe they tried to do something, hurt themselves or something. And now, now, you're, now you're putting them on restraints. Now you got two tall EMTs, male EMTs putting restraints on you. That seems just yeah. so uncalled for. And I try to push away from it as much as possible. I remember <laughs> I won't say any names, but I remember I had a partner, man, old school. Old school, old school military dude. And by the book, it says restraint all 5150s. Well, this was a 75-year-old uh, female, uh, what's it called? Just like completely geriatric, just tiny, oh, mm. skinny, just she wouldn't, she couldn't hurt a fly, man. And my partner's like, okay, and in front of his family. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like. Well, we got to put the restraints on. I'm like, no, no, we do not, sir. Like, <laughs> what is she going to do to you, man? You're, you, but you were in the Marines for like 20 years. I'm pretty sure you can handle a 75 year old. Like, dude, are you kidding me? And it was such a back and forth. And then I, I guess I kind of see where he's coming from. Like, that's what the rules say. Yeah. But man, these really are case by case basis because are you really going to, like, are you really going to restrain a 75 year old patient? Like, just blows my mind. But honestly, I don't give a shit. <laughs> really? You're just one I don't of those? give a shit. Well, the thing is that uh, not too long ago, we're transporting a geriatric patient, and this patient got annoyed of the face mask. Oh, that's been an issue a yeah, lot. So yeah. She got annoyed of the face I've mask, heard that's been tries to take issue. it off, and uh, my partner tells her, like, ma'am, please keep on your face mask. She's like, no, it's not letting me breathe, Baba. Like, ma'am, you got to keep this face mask on. And she's like, no, no, you know what? You guys are annoying. And like literally starts swatting on my partner. Oh, and she yeah. comes up to me and she's like, I think you're going to have to go code three. I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, yeah, just get there as fast as possible. She's <laughs> trying to hit me. I'm like, dude, this is oh, like no. an 85 year old female. Like yeah. you can handle it. Just yeah. either put her in restraints or just, or just deal like, with it. yeah, deal yeah, with it. She's not going to hurt it. you. What is she going to uh, do? Scratch you? Yeah. <laughs> but see, that's the thing, man. Why are we put up with these kind of situations? We deal know? with a lot of shit, man. So much we shit. We deal with a lot of shit. And a lot once, <laughs> once again, EMTs, first responders, thank you so much for yeah, all you Yeah, seriously. Doing, you guys deal with so much. Dude, fire deals with so much bullshit. Uh, like, they'll show up on scene to a 3 a.m. call because someone's toe hurts. Abdominal pain. And that's a four-person crew with two medics, a captain, an engineer, and some a other dude. Engine. A whole engine. Just yeah. freaking... To someone's house because someone's toe hurts. Yep. The amount of times, man. That's why mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that there's so much burnout. And have you experienced any kind of burnout yet? I Dude, mean, you're nine months in. I feel like you. My last shift, man. Yeah. We got ran. Yeah. I was about to quit. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. That's the BLS blues, man. People yeah. don't. People because like a lot of it is fun and like it's interesting to be <laughs> in a lot of these situations, man. Mm-hmm. We're hanging around with freaking um. Flight medics, regular medics, doctors, CCT nurses, yeah. ECMO units, and balloon pumps, and all these crazy things. But dude, we also get ran, man. Yeah. Like you're expected to be sometimes up for more than 24, 25, 26 hours. Like, dude, I went twenty eight hours with only two hours of sleep. Oh, was it like good sleep at least? No, no. <laughs> was it ambulance sleep? I don't count that. It was like two hours. In an actual bed, and I actually got to take off my uniform, so that was kind of nice. Nice. And then, like, the rest were just like five minute naps and like in a chair or yeah. like in the Sitting rig. You know? I, one time I was so tired, I fell asleep standing up. Yeah. We dude, were, I same. was in the ER at, uh, I think I was at UCSD, and we were like the third unit 
to to be waiting for a room. That's another thing people don't realize. Just because you're in an ambulance doesn't mean you're gonna get a bed right away. No. It's all based off. It's a called triage. It's all based off what you have. So if there's someone with a stomach ache, someone with a broken leg, and someone with missing a limb, mm-hmm. you can imagine what order those people are gonna be treated. Mm-hmm. The same goes for ambulances. Sometimes they won't let me or they won't let us put a person in a room because there's other people in the waiting room that have more serious stuff. Yeah. So calling an ambulance is just an expensive ride to the to the hospital, really. And if you're Unless you EM- need it. And if you're, if you're those EMTs with that guy with a toe. Yeah, you're, you're stuck there. For, you're holding the wall for hours. I've, I've The most I've held the wall, which is being stuck in the ER, was seven hours, dude, mm. at Sharp Grossmont. Someone ordered pizzas for us. Because we were there for so long. Dang. Seven hours, dude. Are you kidding me? That's bad. Sharp Grossman is the worst, man. On a regular basis, their their wait time is like four or five hours. I think the worst I've done is like three hours. Oh, that's that's still pretty rough. Still man. pretty rough. Anything yeah. past an hour, you're just like, what the fuck am I and doing? You're just here? standing next to the patient. Yeah. And a lot know, of times, like, sometimes the patient will be like, my leg hurts. I'm like, ma'am, I'm no. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. Like, you see the line. <laughs> you know, like, I'm sorry. Like, it's like literally like you're in the line for freaking. Disneyland rides, man. Like mm-hmm. next, and then you'll yeah. see someone poking their head. Like, are you the eighty-one-year-old abdominal pain? Yeah, it's gonna be a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the oh, the worst thing that ever happened to me. I was a uh, Scripps Chula, and it's a tiny ER, mm-hmm. and there's a straight shot to the trauma room. So yeah. the moment you enter, you go straight to the back, and that's the trauma room. So we come in with like I can't remember what it was, but it was something like abnormal labs, something just like whack, oh, something super minimal. Yeah. That honestly could have been a uh, a doctor's appointment, mm-hmm. but they just wanted it that day, so they went. They called the, yeah, the it's ambulance. Happened. It's happened. Super annoying. Anyway, so I get there. I've been waiting for two hours, and I'm next. And I don't know where. I just hear outside, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, no. Shit. I was like, not in here, not in here. And then I just see the doors bust wide open, and so and there's a uh, a medic on top of the gurney doing CPR as it goes straight to the t- trauma room. And I'm like, fuck. I mean, I, I feel bad for the person that's yeah. in, the, in the gurney, of course. But I'm thinking, that's two more hours, dude. Mm-hmm. So then so then an hour goes by, another code comes through. And at that point, I'm just like, I go up to the maiden nurse and I'm like, can I just like put him on a wheelchair? Like, this guy doesn't even want to be here. Like, yeah. he, he shouldn't be here. Dude. Like, can I just put him in a wheelchair? Like, yeah. dude, what the hell? It's just because, again, we're not priority. Mm-hmm. So you can sit there and wait all day. Yeah, I guess that's one thing that kind of sucks about BL- BLS. What's a lot of things that suck about BLS? Well, yeah. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I feel like it doesn't matter how much free coffee they try to give us or how many little Happy Meals, it's never going to make up <laughs> for the shit that people are putting up with. And before, it was kind of dangerous. But now, dude, it's like dangerous, mm-hmm. man. Like, I mean, you can follow PPEs as much as you want, but... You, who knows? Who knows what's who knows, out man. there? Who knows? Because, like, you might be taking care of yourself... But maybe your partner isn't. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the nurses that you give a report to isn't. Yeah. Maybe the person, the crew before you didn't clean the, the ambulance. Dude, as easy as letting someone borrow your pen. Dude, your pen. Oh, my God. I can't even, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, as easy as just letting someone borrow your pen and then you touching it all over. The again. iPad. The iPad. The equipment. Uh-huh. Dude. The food in the snack rooms. Yeah. BP Wild. cuff. BP cuff. Anything, dude. Anything. You touch it and it's like, oh, it's not like you just like, it's not because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, it's not that easy to get. It. I'm like, yeah, it no, is. It, it is. It's it like is. literally as easy as like giving the pen to someone and then you grab it and eventually you're going to touch your face mm-hmm. or you're going to sneeze and touch your nose. 
That's it. That's yeah. all it took. That's all it took to now you have it. And a lot of people are asymptomatic, meaning you're not coughing or sneezing or anything like that. As far as you know, you're fine. Yeah. And Dude, then, I'm worried for my family, man. Like every literally yeah. when I get home after a shift, I get naked outside. Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah. naked outside, leave my uniform or boots outside. And then yeah, that's when sure. I go inside straight to the shower. That's the way to do it, man. That's the way to do it. And then also carry a lot of uh, hand sanitizer hand sanitizer in your car mm-hmm. and just like shower your hands. Mm-hmm. Just because you're going to be touching like doorknobs. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Yeah. Well, I did. I, I don't work in an ambulance anymore, so yeah. I don't. I'm not firsthand. Still work in EMS, but I'm more in an office now. So I got lucky, though, because mm-hmm. <laughs> literally like as like when I stopped working in an ambulance is when all this shit kind of hit the fan. Yeah. You're not doing con- uh, patient I'm contact no more. Fuck so. no, man. I'm away from that, yeah. which I'm happy. I'm glad I have a job, but also I'm happy that I'm helping but it's more from like afar <laughs> over a radio. I'm like, you're making sure people get somewhere. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm dispatching a yeah, lot. So exactly. that means I'm just like, I'm helping people get to yeah. where they have to Dude, be stuck for you. I'm glad you got that job. Man. It was sick, man. It's yeah. fun. It's fun. It's different. And like a lot of the stuff that I was doing with my old company, when I got to the new one, they were like, Oh, you know how to use these programs. I'm like, yeah, dude, I was literally just did training up in Corona for this. Uh-huh. So it was kind of perfect, but yeah, man, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> I miss, I miss being in a rig. Do you though? Yeah, I because you like when you look back at things, you always glorify them. That's yeah. why people like high school because they're like, it was the best. And I'm like, no, nah, it wasn't. You just think it was because uh-huh. you have like some cool moments. Yeah, you remember. And, and a lot of times we remember things better than they really were. Like I was doing that about the YMCA the other day because uh, when we were in the group chat thing. Yeah. I was like, wow, I guess I do miss it. And then I sat there and thought about it, and I was like, "Fuck no, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't miss it. Like I miss, I miss having fun, like the, the night surfing and like waking up next to the beach, yeah, being fed three meals a day, good food. Like it was awesome. You were it was a vacation, and you're hanging out with people of your age, age all the time, fun, getting yeah. drunk in TJ, uh, getting lost in dude, TJ, getting drunk in the beach, in the beach. Yeah, it was great. So like, I understand that there was cool moments, but if you really sit down and think about it, there was a lot of fucking work. Man. Oh. We did like we were working fucking for nothing, dude. And we're working twenty four. Our checks seven, were so, and he still had the audacity to like cut uh, room and board yeah. from our shit and food. Yeah, and we were just like okay with it. We're like okay, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'll the, do it. <laughs> the, the cool thing is like you didn't have to think about paying for no. rent. You didn't have to yeah, think this about was, paying for food. This was before my kid, so. exactly. And, and I didn't also, go to, and I didn't. Well, we didn't go to college. Yeah. So for us, it was like our introduction to freedom. Uh huh. You know. Oh yeah. So it was kind of like having dorm rooms and yeah. having your own money and like yeah. But so it's kind of like our college experience. Dorm rooms with. 12 other kids man. with 12 other kids <laughs> but not on the weekends on the, on the weekends you were just yeah. having fun yeah. man it was fun <laughs> yeah just so, pe- so you people know me and david our first job was uh we uh, were YMCA. camp counselors camp counselors YMCA. at a camp surf yeah great place fun super amazing place man but man it was but a it's definitely that type of, of job that you have to do for the experience and not for the money yeah it's one of those jobs that like you see in the movies is that cool like yeah. i feel like i watch a lot of it, movies it was, it was a lot of fun like for yeah. definitely for people like if, if you want to get a first job or stuff like that dude man straight out of high school man dude, such a great job such a great job i feel rich dude, at the i remember time. i worked yeah oh hell yeah because yeah, i never had a check that big so before that i was doing uh, i was at jack in the box mm-hmm. and i remember thinking because they were gonna make me they were gonna make me shift leader and they were gonna give me like a dollar more and i was like fuck i would be making more money at jack than i would at the y mm-hmm. 
And I remember I asked Mr. Ochoa. Shout out to Mr. Ochoa, best hey. teacher ever. I remember I uh, I asked him, dude. It was like the first teacher I ever had a heart to heart with. And I was like, listen, man, I I would be making more money at Jack in the Box, but this YMCA thing seems dope. And it was like I knew you you guys were gonna be in there too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'd get to work with friends, but I'd also it be at the beach and I live there and it's like a whole experience. And he's like, yeah, fuck Jack in the box. He's like, <laughs> he's like, that's job was going to be there when you come back, man. He's like, no dude, go for the camp surf. He's like, I was a camp counselor. I loved it. It was amazing. And I think that was a big turning point, dude. Cause I, I mean, we've got so many things out of that. So many great friends, like just amazing friends out of that. And every time I applied to a job, no one mentions Jack in the box. Everybody mentions the why. Yeah, oh, wow. You work with kids. Mm-hmm. And that opened so many doors for me. So, I remember, I feel like that's one of those moments you look back and like, damn, that was like a yeah. parallel universe kind of moment, like where you yeah. make a big decision. Honestly. I realized how big of a decision it was dude, for my life. Not going to lie. I really think the why molded what I'm doing. Like well, my yeah. Life. Yeah. I mean, that led you to the to the lifeguard yeah, stuff and then led you to EMT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. In a lot of ways, for sure. Dude, you remember that one? The CPR? How to do? Uh, oh yeah, you want to tell about Should that? Should we talk about that? You were just you were waiting for an organic way to just. <laughs> so just oh, for you remember that. Oh, I remember. <laughs> for the record, I don't remember the event because I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. This was your second year, and I was second, second year. Yep. So, for the record, this guy made an amazing rescue on a field trip with his um with the pe- uh, people he was taking care of, and he's a lifeguard, certified lifeguard, but he wasn't working as a lifeguard. No. He was working as a counselor. Mm-hmm. But at La Jolla Cove, 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 where they have that little beach area, mm-hmm. is when shit went down. He'll I'll let him tell that story. Anyway, he got a prize for it. I think he came out on the news. It was a whole thing. Like it's it's his crowning achievement. I think honestly, okay, <laughs> so it was cool. It was, it was cool because it gave so me a cool. lot of uh, a lot of attention by the by the girls at the camp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so That's it was kind of cool, but. Also, you know, like it was, they were glorifying me way too much. Yeah. And honestly, like, happens. okay, sure. It, it's kind of nice. You know it, what it is? I think it's because you kept hearing it. Cause like yeah. the first time you heard it, we're like, oh yeah. Yeah. I guess that was kind of cool. Like, oh, well, first of all, how about you tell the story? Yeah. So we go to detail of what it means. So this is my second year working with the YMCA as a camp counselor. And this was reaching the end of the summer it was probably like the last week and um and i was working as a counselor i had my 12 kids and all the the counselors and group that was working with me in the same age or age group we all had to go to la jolla and do some of the best ways i've ever served in la jolla i was having so much fun and i was even i was in a foamy the whole time dude. isn't it crazy that you were working like yeah, having that working. much fun oh that's working. that's another thing about this job is that type, this job is one of those jobs where you're like man i'm getting paid right now i'm getting paid right now to just chill on i the feel beach. like that's why we didn't care about how much we got paid because we we're just like dude can you believe we're yeah. doing this like just yeah so so yeah so then the plan after that was to go to la jolla cove and go snorkeling uh with the kids and at the time, I had just gotten a GoPro. No, my parents have just gotten me a GoPro. Thanks to my parents, man. My, my parents are awesome. Um, parents are dope. Yeah, parents are pretty sick. Except for the ones that aren't, I guess. Yeah. yeah. If you're not a dope parent, yeah. Fuck what you. the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a dope parent, thanks. Yeah. You the uh, shit. Yeah, you the shit. So, I'm snorkeling with the kids and my coworkers. We're having a bunch of fun, and I'm recording. 
and my boss wanted me to record so I could show or we could show all this footage uh, to the parents of the kids because the kids wanted that. I right. mean, the parents, oh, okay, the parents yeah, wanted footage. The Y was super good about sending things home. Right? Yeah. yeah. So during the whole during the whole time their kids were in this camp, mm, the Y was sending them like footage and pictures of them having fun. So they're like, yeah, go out there, use your GoPro, record videos, take pictures, like go. And I'm like, all right. So I'm like recording videos of like the kids swimming down, like trying to touch the fishes, you know, like running into like sea turtles and shit. And it was a lot of fun, dude. Not going to lie. So I'm hanging out with this group of like, they were kind of like the older kids of that age group. Uh, so I'm hanging out with them and we're, we're, we're swimming. I remember going underwater recording and then I come out of the water. As soon as I came out of the water, I hear this lady screaming like, oh my God, oh my God, help me. Somebody help me. Oh my God. And I turn around and I see her holding this gentleman and I'm like, holy shit. Like, so you were yeah. just like minding your own business. Yeah, I was doing just snorkeling, thing. man. I give my GoPro to one of the campers. Uh, I think I think his nickname was Doc. I don't know. Super chill kid, right? Mm-hmm. Super chill kid. Give my kid. Uh, give my kid. <laughs> give my GoPro to 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 this kid, and he's taking care care of it as I'm like going and handling the situation. He didn't know the GoPro was recording the whole time. Oh, really? He's he just holding it. Yeah, he was just holding. Nice. So I I come over to this guy that's floating and I try to give him a sternum rub, a trap pinch, try to wake him up. This guy is not moving at all. I, I go to feel for a pulse. I don't feel anything. Shit. And at first I was like, shit, I'm doing it wrong because I don't feel anything. Right. Because a lot of times when you learn to do this stuff, it's always the, well, you're not going to feel anything. Yeah. But dude, you don't know until you no. like don't feel you know, anything yeah. man like and i che- i checked whoo. like two or three times and i'm like yeah. fuck this guy actually doesn't have a pulse holy crap dude. try to hear for breathing no breathing well except i did hear acne breaths yeah. and since it was also my first time hearing acne breaths like, it confused the shit like, out of is me is it breathing is it until breathing? like until like also, maybe your head is rushing full of adrenaline mm-hmm. people are looking yeah the sun's out you're in the sand full of water salty mouth like <laughs> it is the least ideal like when shit goes down, it's always in the worst situations, mm-hmm. and that's why I feel like when people say like, "Could you believe that EMT did that?" It's like, well, I don't know, man. Like, what were the situation? Like, what what was going on? Because the uh, ambiance has so much to do with what you do and yeah. what you decide to do. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, it's definitely not not like the right environment to be doing like medical no. assessments like that. Right. So, yeah. So I'm holding on to this guy. And I take off his mask. And I remember this is one of, one of the main things that I remember about this day. is like when I took off the mask, the snorkeling mask, this guy's eyes were open. But he was staring straight up into nothing. Oh, like he had wow. like lost eyes, you know. Wow. And That's got to be rough. To yeah, at, exactly. So I'm literally looking in the eyes of a dead guy. Yeah. And I'm like, Like a recently yeah. dead guy. So I'm swimming this guy back to shore and thankfully some people noticed and my dude, my two coworkers, shout out to Malachi and VP. Nice. 
those guys helped me out. I don't see. I don't think the situation would have gone as good if those guys like weren't there. It was a team there. effort. Yeah, it was definitely That's a team awesome. effort. Again, the situation would have been so much worse. Yeah, right. for sure. So, David and Malachi, thank you guys so much. You guys helped me out so much that day. Um. So yeah. So VP David, he's helping me out, like dragging this guy out of the water into the sand. And I, I remember I had to take off my fence because I had my fence on and I strapped them on. So I take off the straps and like literally just throw them on the side. I get on top of him and I remember I was on my knees right next to this guy for maybe two seconds. Yeah. And like it felt like an eternity, man. Shit. I felt like I was on. Was like, like I felt yeah. Motion? I felt like I was there wow. for like a good minute just looking at this guy. Shit. And my my friend BP he goes like CPR, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna slap you yeah. out of it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, yeah. Wow. Okay, so so I I check again, pulls and I check for breath, and I could hear the acnor breaths, but it was not like a good breathing. It yeah, was it was like super this shallow, guy's dead. Yeah, this guy's dead. It's probably just air leaving his body at this point. Pretty much, which is yeah. what yeah, acnor breathing. Yeah, is, yeah, breathing is. So, and I'm like, all right, fuck, this guy's dead. I gotta start pumping right now when, once again i was not ready for this so i didn't have a, gloves on me i didn't have a mask on me so i'm right. like all right fuck this i'm not doing breaths i'm just doing i'm CPR pumping, pumping i'm yeah. just pumping so i started pumping on that chest until the actual lifeguards got there because for some reason the lifeguards didn't see anything Oh. They didn't see anything until my boy Malachi. I don't know about that. <laughs> that seems like negligent. No, I'm just kidding. Not to talk shit on the whole your lifeguards, but what the fuck? Well, actually, they do have an excuse because they didn't have a tower set up at, there at, the, at that time. Oh, was so, it under construction? Yeah, it was It was still under construction, yeah. so they didn't have a tower looking looking over that area. Yeah. Now it's we do. Like it's super sick. weird. So the cove, that little patch. Mm-hmm. It's tiny. The sand area is tiny, it's, but it opens up to open waters. Mm-hmm. Like it literally drags you into mm-hmm. just nothingness. Honestly, that's not even the most dangerous part. The most dangerous really? parts are the rocks. Those rocks. Oh, like by the where the. Um, yeah. So the cove, you, you got the beach, and the then seals it, are? It, yeah, exactly. But no one surfs on the seals, right? No, but no, you're not allowed to surf. First of all, right. but the thing so is, I'm like, but the thing, well, the most dangerous part is when somebody's trying to swim. Right. And the that day the waves are big right. those waves will push into the rocks and they will fuck you up yeah we got rough. we got a rock called the racer sharp reef <laughs> yeah that's rough <laughs> because it's it's bad it will fuck you yeah. up so sorry so you were saying about the uh, yeah so my boy malachi goes up to the lifeguards to let him know of what's going, what's going on, on so while he's doing that it's probably like a good minute and a half of me just pumping probably. on this guy you know, and like nice. that was the first time that I felt broken ribs, man. Dude, that's another broken thing ribs. that you cannot prepare for, man. Yeah. You know what you should, if you want to know what it feels like, put a loaf of bread in a bag of Doritos and just squish it yeah. all the way down. Yeah. And that's the only thing I can think of that would feel, because it's also hard though. Mm-hmm. So it's a little kind of productive. But it the thing be is, like, you're supposed harder. to go hard too. You're supposed to go hard. So it's like footing a football. Uh-huh. So you're supposed to pump down a football while you hear the cracking. Yeah. Just of the ribs. Yeah. Oh man, just yeah. thinking about it. Ugh. So I'm pumping, cracking those ribs. Yeah. And, uh, and then that's when this random guy, I don't know what the fuck this guy was doing. He comes over to me and pushes me away and tries to put him in recovery position. What? Which is like laying down on his side. Yeah. And Just throw up the water. Yeah. 
and I guess, but like, I'm like, dude, I'm, no, I'm like, not mid CPR. No, well, no. Well, I don't, I don't know. know what the fuck this guy was thinking, but yeah. Uh, well, he didn't know he didn't that know. you knew what yeah. you were doing. Mm-hmm. That's another thing, man. I feel, <laughs> I, I remember having an argument about this in fucking community college, which is the epitome of intelligence. Yeah. Obviously. Jesus. Uh, with someone about, um, doing the right thing. So the issue was doing the right thing. And someone's like, well, what if you see someone that someone crashes and like, should you go check to see what's going on? Like, no, call 911, dude. Like mm-hmm. the more people try to help, the more people are in danger and you're just making a bad situation out of something that was maybe not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Now there's an issue, you know, just call 911. I feel like if everybody calls 911, as soon as they see it, the response times are usually pretty good. Just let them figure it out. Besides EMTs, medics, they have the right equipment. Because mm-hmm. even if, as a medic, you might be driving your car, but if you don't, well, of course you would have a medical bag because you're a fucking medic. Yeah. But <laughs> but if you didn't happen to have your bag, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Like CPR maybe. Yeah. But extrication, rescuing, all that stuff needs equipment. And I feel mm-hmm. like, I I understand people want to help, but just call nine one one. Like it's just people trying to be that good Samaritan. You know what? Yeah, I would say call nine one one and give them a detailed report. Mm-hmm. Like if you are a medic or you do know what you're talking about. Give them a detailed report of what's going yeah. on, and that's going to go a thousand miles further than you trying to pull someone from a car when you don't have a seat collar, yeah. you don't have a cab, you have nothing. Like, And if the dispatcher tells you, go ahead, like, right. start, start, do, start doing compression. Yeah, start or, with CPR. Yeah, or yeah. anything like that, then do I mean, it. I mean more in like trauma situations, because I feel like if someone has a heart attack, yeah. you have to react fast. Yeah. But I mean more in like everybody car crashes. should get CPR trained. Dude, honestly. it should be like a high school requirement. For real. How the fuck is home at a high school requirement and CPR isn't? It just seems kind of ridiculous to me. Everybody needs to get CPR. Dude, trained. I want I think the bare minimum should be EMT. That's not bad actually. It wouldn't be a bad idea. No. Like the honestly, it should be like a college requirement. Like mm-hmm. maybe not full EMT. But, like, you know how Southwestern separates it into two different mm-hmm. semesters? Yeah. Just have half a class of it. Yeah. And if you want to keep the, going the medical route, take the other half. If not, it's such good information to have. Mm-hmm. It's information that even if I ever leave the field, yeah, it's going to work for you. Like, you'll have that information the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, anyway. We'll fin- we'll, let's finish the story and then we can keep talking about this. Um, oh, okay, yeah, let's keep talking about you. Of I'm course. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry that I ever try to steer the conversation anywhere that isn't about yourself. But all right, man, go ahead. Um. So yeah, pumping lifeguards get there and uh, they I just like handle the situation to them because I remember I also had like twelve to thirty kids to take care of, so I I transfer turn over the situation to them, and then they start taking care of things. I grab my kids. Oh, also, I feel really bad for one of my bosses because he was, uh, like, up top in the grass area of La Jolla Cove, mm-hmm. and he's just waiting for, for us to get back from snorkeling. And then think well, about it. he didn't it. know what was going no, on? No, he didn't know. Oh, shit. Think about it. I'm walking up with two kids crying because they just saw a dead guy. Oh, shit. And I'm, I'm like, scary yeah. from afar. Yeah, so I'm, like, holding on to these kids. <laughs> and then out of nowhere my, my boss sees me walking with, with his kids crying and then he just hears and like sees an ambulance driving straight to La Jolla Cove oh, so he's like fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> something happened to a kid yeah holy shit yeah. That, that is scary 
But um, did you explain everything to him? Yeah, I'm telling him like, hey, it's not it's nothing, nothing happened to any of us. Let's just get out of here. He's like, okay. Yeah. Um, try to calm the kids down. Yeah. You know, like explain what happened, and they they understood. But like, I could see. Older I, kids, how old are these yeah, kids? Twelve. 13. Oh, they're little. Yeah, so. I thought these were like the soul people. No, like the, not the 16, teenagers. 17. No, no, no. Oh, um, preteens, yeah. man. So that's rough. Yeah, that's a big thing to see. Mm-hmm. Like, so uh, I understand it, why they were crying. It's so fast. Like, I feel like something like that. Seeing something like that hits us. Mm-hmm. I, I can imagine someone younger. That's yeah. another thing, man. A lot of people were like, "Oh, you have such a dark sense of humor," <laughs> and I do. I feel like what well, we've always kind of had a dark yeah. sense of humor. But sometimes, and it's not because we laugh at our patients. It's just that in order to cope with a lot of the it's stuff our, that we see. It's our coping mechanism. Yeah. It's a lot of our coping mechanism. Some people do get a little butthurt about, about certain things. But, like, a lot of people deal with it. A lot of people will be scared. I'm mm. sorry. That was Rosa. I just thought about it. Uh, a lot of people um, don't know how to cope with what they're doing. So we no. just make jokes. Man. Yeah. We just And that's the jokes. way we deal with it, man. And, they, and then it just kind of, it's a... Easier pill, uh, pill to swallow. So, yeah, for sure. but for definitely, real. I feel like, I feel like we see a lot of crazy shit, yeah. and sometimes we tell our stories. I remember coming home and thinking, "Oh, something funny happened at work," and I would tell the story, and my parents would be like, "Oh my god, did that really happen?" And I was like, "Oh, this isn't funny. Like, this, <laughs> this is kind of. I guess this is like had to be there." Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> but not just that. But then I realized, and then I stopped telling my parents stuff. Mm-hmm. I just stopped. Like one day, I just like. We, we, they stopped asking me, I think, and I just yeah. stopped telling them. Yeah. So then, I think this was like three or four years in. It was like towards bef- right before I stopped working, um, in an ambulance. I remember a, a cousin of mine saw me. He's like, "Hey man, what's up? Like, oh, you do you're an EMT, right?" He's like, "What's the craziest thing you've seen?" So I told him like a couple stories, and my parents were in their room, and they're like, "Oh my god, are you serious? Like you've done that?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, when did this happen? I'm like, I don't know, like three years ago. Like, why didn't you ever tell me? I'm like. Dude, because, like, you guys would freak out. Like, <laughs> every time I told the story, you guys kind of just looked at me weird. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, how have you? How did you deal with that with your family? Um, I try to not tell them too gruesome yeah. details. Yeah, you know, like, I will tell, I'll, I'll tell them what happened, but, like, I won't try to be too gruesome. Like summarize it. Yeah, but with you, I'll be like, man, the bone was Bro. sticking out. <laughs> it was so bloody. Dude, I'm so sorry I didn't answer the phone the other day. I would have yeah. loved to hear what was going on. Nah, it's all right, dude. I, I was, was literally charging my phone. Mm-hmm. I never do. Like, I never charge my phone during the day. Yeah. And I come back, I'm like, Luis, Luis never calls me. I was like, it must have been something good. It, it, was, it was a crazy situation. I wanted to ask you something about the EPCR. Uh, our, our our documentation yeah. yeah and because it was a crazy call yeah that's a crazy call so we're just trying to like wrap it up yeah yeah people oh. are such a bitch that's another thing oh, dude, people don't, don't realize like you don't okay around. so when i did the emt thing i thought being an emt was like being a cop like you work for the city you know what i mean like uh, and people thought being a cop was being a cop but no you do so much documentation right. it's too. All paperwork so anyway so like i was saying like i thought you worked for the city like it was one of those like guarantee, not guaranteed jobs, but like you work for the city. It's yeah. a government job, and like you know, but it's so privatized. Like all of EMS is completely privatized. You're just an employee that could be replaced at any moment, mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of scary. It is. So then, when they introduce, so you learn all this medical stuff in school. You go out get a job, and it's like all that medical stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of important. Now let give me let me give you three months worth of paperwork shit you have to figure out, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, like I didn't go to school for this crap. Like I'm writing essays on essays on essays about what happened on a call, and it's just so annoying. Yeah, 
And yes. if you do it wrong, you could... You um, can lose your job. Man. You can lose your job, like, legally. Uh-huh. But also, if you do it wrong, your boss yells at you because the company doesn't get paid for that call. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, fuck, do you want me to lie? And they're like, no, 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 no. Not lie. You just have to be specific. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, like, there's not... Like, this call shouldn't have happened. Like, we yeah. shouldn't have transported the patient. Well, just investigate. And I'm like, dude, these are just code words for lie. Like, mm-hmm. I know that that's not what they're saying because it's illegal to lie. Mm-hmm. It's fraud. But they do get upset if for some reason the call doesn't get paid for and it oh, seems yeah. like it's our fault. Yeah. And it's like, well, I would have done it this way. I was like, well, I didn't because I didn't see that. Like, mm-hmm. this shit's coming out of the blue. But yeah. It's just so, like, disappointing. Yeah. So that's exactly the same reason why it's I was so trying to hit you up on all, on yeah. all this documentation Paperwork. because, I'm, like, I wanted to make sure I, I did this shit right. Yeah. Because then and you get yelled at for one thing mm. and you get yelled at for like you get yelled at for multiple things yeah well but the, the thing is like it was my first time rerouting from like our actual destination to going to an er because my patient was desatting uh going in and out of consciousness and having uneven uneven pupils oh so my Ooh, first yeah injury? Yeah, well, so, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm thinking. Spinal, uh-huh. straight up. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, something's going up up there, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, so my first thought was stroke. So I'm like, okay, yeah. let me do fast real quick. Yeah. Uh, checked face, arms, speech, uh, and everything seemed fine, which was kind of weird. But she was desatting, and she was desatting on four liters of oxygen. Huh. That is super weird. That is, so so yeah. I, I, t- I took her off the nasal cannula. Uh, she just I, I feel I feel like she just went um, Hypoxic Hypoxic Yeah Yeah I mean I can see the desat Cause like when it hits It hits dude I remember being in a hospital once We took We took an old lady That's This is why Another reason why I feel like EMT shouldn't Just be like Oh this is a bullshit call Because we took a, a nice lady We had taken her before She just said I'm having trouble breathing But this whole time She was talking to us mm-hmm. And when a person's talking to you That usually means They're not having trouble breathing Like yeah. if they're able to Complete sentences Without gasping they're fine. But she kept saying, every time I sit down, I'm tired. Like, I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. So we're like, it's fine. We'll take it to the ER. So we take it to the ER. Everything's fine. In route, she's having a little harder harder time to breathe. Usually, I just blame it on the fact that you're sitting backwards in an ambulance. Yeah. So it's a little stressful. So I'm like, I told my partner, I think I was training at the time. And I was like, just throw some oxygen. You'll be, she'll be fine. Mm-hmm. We throw some oxygen on her. She gets a little better. We get to the ER. And in the R, she has a full-on, like, anxiety attack and just goes completely hypoxic. Like, just, like, no breath, bro. Like, no breath. And at this time, the e- um, the whole ER is mad at us because they're like, why didn't you tell us it was this serious? I'm like, dude, this just happened in front of you. Yeah. Like, she was fine 100, like, uh, uh, like sorry. She was 100% fine, like, five minutes ago. Like, you saw her come in. Like, mm-hmm. she was fine. You even told us to, like, it was going to be a while because it, it looked fine. And she just had a full-on attack. Next thing I know, they hook her up to the EKG. They hook her up to, to a couple monitors. And she just starts going like 80, 80 and like 75, 70. Wait, O2 is that? 40. Dang. 30. And then I'm just like, oh, my God. And my partner and I just look at each other. And my boss, he was working a, on a rig. And he was in a different room. Yeah. He walks over to us. He's like, what's going on? So we break down the situation. And he's like, wait, but didn't she call... For the ambulance herself, I'm like, exactly, dude. She was fine. Like, I swear to God. And I, I was freaking out. I was like, I swear to God she was fine. And and then they're like, yeah, like, no, it seems like she must have just had some, like, she might have had, like, a collapsed lung or something. Cool. Where 
where she was fine for a moment and I don't know where it just went boop and you know she just went completely hypoxic damn yeah but like it's one of those things that like it looked fine yeah a lot of the times when people have heart attacks the first thing they say is I just don't feel good yeah, they man. can't describe it they're just like I don't know there's just something wrong and the next thing you know fucking heart attack and that's that 10% that's that you that have 10%. to be ready for this type <laughs> yeah. of shit and that's what we get paid for I would always tell my dad because my dad used to make, well he still makes fun of my uh, what I do but <laughs> my dad's a manly man and like I I love him and he's my hero yeah but I feel like he's a little disappointed that it didn't go with a more like aggressive job mm-hmm. like even when like I stopped working at my last company he was like come work in construction with me and I was like I really don't want to <laughs> <laughs> I'm not made for that like I no. just ah uh, like I like I'm, I used to help him a lot and like I help him do stuff but I'm like yeah. dude full on construction that's some tough shit and like it can be rough man it can be rough and I was like it just seems so exhausting so so when I took the medical route I'm pretty sure he was a little disappointed but he you know he He's still, but he's I'm pretty still sure your mom was so proud. Oh yeah, my mom was happy. She was just happy that like I, I found something I was good at. Yeah. I think. And then like, I, lo- sure. I like it. You know, yeah. it's, it's super interesting. To this day, like I really don't want to leave the medical field just because no. it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to work in a hospital. That'd be cool, man. Yeah. Different. S- same here. Like I definitely, so I want to get my nursing done, and yeah, then sure. and then go straight to an ER. Nah, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Or I might even go to an ICU. We're gonna sniff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that, dude. We're I hate sniffs, facility, man. Oh man, sniffs. I hate fucking sniffs, man. Sniffs can be respect to the CNAs that run those motherfuckers, because respect to the good CNAs that work. Yeah, because dude, they're CNA ran, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of nurses don't help. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, unfortunately. but those you know who oh, you are. Oh, yeah, you know exactly. the sniffs know who they are. They yeah. Know who they are. If you're that fucking motherfucker that's not taking care of your patients, seriously, fuck dude. you, man. Dude, seriously. If you don't like people, don't be. Yeah, don't nice. don't work in the medical field. <laughs> dude, I that boggles my mind. Mm-hmm. I met so many people that I'm like, I know you don't like this. Why are you doing this? Like, there's other things you could be doing with that nursing degree. Like, go teach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, go do something else, man. This clearly isn't for you. Like, maybe and maybe it was at one point, and you're over it. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Change it up. Yeah. Because you're not doing your fucking patients any favors. You're not helping anyone else because everyone probably hates working with you. Dude, just fucking. And I understand, dude. I understand the burnout. Like I said, I've had it. I, mine would come and go. Mm-hmm. It, mine really depended on who I was working with. If I had a good partner, because I usually had set partners, I can go a year without complaining. Yeah. And then as soon as I had a shitty partner, I was looking at ways to quit. Dude, even those nights, though, where you're just getting ran. Fucking ran. And, dude, I would... My Indeed was always in my phone. Yeah. It was... It's always in my phone. Because I would... I would in those nights, I'd be looking up jobs. I'm like, fuck this. Like, after 20... Like, 24 hours of running straight. Yeah. And they're like, hey, can you stay for, like, an 8 a.m. call? You know, you're supposed to leave at 6. And then you're like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me right now? Like, you can't figure that shit out? And they guilt trip you into doing it, and you're just like, "What am I doing, dude?" Oh no, like, I, I'm tired. And that's, that's why I ran that 28 so hour sweet. shift, man. Because they, they asked, asked me, and me and my partner were like, "Yeah, you know, fuck it, overtime, let's yeah. go." But well, yeah, but when they ask you a day before, you're cool with it. Yeah. But when it has to happen, like, dude, the worst, the dumbest things I ever did was take 48s. Oh. 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 No, no, no. I did no. like four or five times, and every time I'm like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Like, because usually the reason I would take 48s, so we um. A lot of companies will work off of 24-hour shifts. Usually, you have, like, a Monday shift, 
and then you rest on Tuesday and then you work on Wednesday, Wednesday shift. Yeah. There's usually some kind of break in between your shifts. I think you're legally supposed to get <laughs> that break. Yeah, I think it's like eight hours mandatory. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, for some reason, you were allowed to switch shifts with people. So if Luis has a Tuesday and I have a Wednesday, but I'm I wanted to do something on Wednesday, right? I have to go to Cheers or something. Yeah. Then. <laughs> Then I give him my Wednesday. He I take his Tuesday, but that means I work Monday, Tuesday now, mm-hmm. and it's legal for some reason. So that means that at seven a.m. Tuesday morning, I'm clocking out, then clocking the fuck back in, because I, now I have another twenty-four hour shift. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you get to nap in a little bit before the call start. If not, the moment it's seven o'clock, you're running. Dude, that's the hardest thing that I'm still getting used to right now. What? Napping like, during the day. Oh, dude, you gotta like. Nap, you got to nap in the rig. Yeah nap <laughs> yeah nap everywhere dude because, because if you get ran at night you're gonna be running the whole time think, with no sleep what do you think i was always sleeping yeah so that i could stay up at night yeah and i don't drink coffee after uh like if i if i know i'm gonna be able to sleep for a little bit i don't drink coffee mm-hmm. so that i can go to sleep right away yeah and i just kind of just fight through it but man I, I also became super addicted to coffee at that point like i was making cups on the way to calls uh something that helps is eating you have a snack, yeah. especially with sugar or some kind of like something like that. It's It'll like give you a little bit of a boost, wake you up. But man, those calls are rough. They are, man. They are rough, man. It's, it's hard to plan for them. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. The worst though is when you get a call at 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah. You wake up, you go do the call, you come back. And they'll let you, they'll let you go back to station to sleep. Oh. So you're like, okay, you know, like I'm going to take off my uniform and get my PJs on. You lay down. Yeah. And you lay down. Beep, beep, yeah. Beep, beep, beep. And you're like, <laughs> fuck me, dude. Fuck. I just lay down. Yeah. I, that happened to a partner of mine <laughs> three times in a night and he threw the pager at the wall and it just, <laughs> it just went everywhere. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I told, I told, I told, uh, I told him, I was like, dude. You're gonna have to tell him you dropped it out of the rig or something. Like, what the fuck are you gonna say? Yeah. He's like, I'm just gonna tell him the truth. And I'm like, <laughs> No, bitch, you can't tell him the truth. Like, you just exploded a phone on the wall. That's you, company property. You heard that he also punched a wall, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he fixed the hole later. Yeah. yeah I remember I was like, I was like walking downstairs. I was walking upstairs. I'm like whistling on my way up, and I just t- look to the left. <laughs> There's a fucking hole in the wall, and I'm like, Who the fuck? Like. And they like you could tell their hand went through it. Yeah, like it went. Th- it was fucking ridiculous, dude. I was just like, and then the crazy thing is that I, it was one of those nights. I think that I was working. I don't maybe not a forty eight, but I think it was like a twenty four and a ten. So, I was one of the only people that had been there for more than twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. So they were blaming it on me. They're like, David, why is it there? Why is there a hole in the wall? I'm like, bro, I don't know. Like we've been busy all day. I as soon as I saw it, I took a picture, sent it to the boss. I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Like, this I'm telling you because I want you to know, you know. Yeah. And they were blaming it on me and my on my partner and I, and then they figured out who it was. I don't know if they confessed or whatever, but. Well, I mean, he fixed it. So he fixed it. Yeah. But, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's just. But we yeah. all know who it was. Like we all fucking yeah. know. There's that, always that one guy. I, I'll I'll get mad and I'll definitely cuss people out and I like I'll get upset, but I just get over it. Like I just push through it and I'm like, fuck this. The sleep after this is gonna be amazing. Yeah. Like I'm gonna like. I'm but gonna what happens when you keep telling yourself that you're gonna go back to sleep and then you don't? You just, don't go to sleep. <laughs> you just get another call and yeah. another call and another call. Or even worse, when you clock out and you're like, oh, "I'm gonna go to sleep," and then something happens and you just stay awake. Yeah. 
and then now you're fucked because now you got you can't sleep. Like if you sleep too early, your your whole day is shut. Yeah. But if you sleep late, and it's just weird. I don't know. So sorry to all those patients that get like really moody or asshole EMTs in the middle of the night. Yeah. Please be considerate that we were sleeping 30 minutes before this, and we just woke up to take your ass from abdominal pain or whatever, a boo boo, or a boo boo (laughs) to take you back to your house or sniff or whatever. Yeah, I feel like people need to be considerate the fact that like. Like, is it really an emergency? Like, is it really? Like, yeah. Is an ambulance, like, also not not only is it an emergency, but, like, how is an ambulance going to help? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like you have a family member there that could take you to the ER. Take this from us. Taking, t- having someone drive you is a lot better. Yeah. For one, it's cheaper. And two, just because you go in an ambulance doesn't mean they're going to let you in or, like, let you in right away. So, yeah. think about it. It's an expensive cab ride. I, I be nice to the EMTs people that too please we're groggy and hungry most of the time yeah but honestly I just feel like at the end of the day it's so amazing that people are helping so many people are volunteering it's Dude. the EMT to volunteer with EMTs as an EMT mm-hmm. it's overloaded man so many yeah. people are um, giving up their time and just trying to be part of the solution as opposed to all those people that want to see us down. Man, all those people that are putting signs in front of hospitals for first Amazing. responders. So thank you so great. much. You have no idea how much it makes a difference Dude, to our morale. day. morale. Yeah. Morale, man. It makes me feel great when I when I can tell that I'm appreciated. Yeah, know? dude. When people are doing the most for those mm-hmm. that are trying to help. Yeah. It's amazing, man. And like a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people say like, well, that's the job they chose. It's like, yeah, but think of why we chose it, man. Mm-hmm. We chose it because we want to help. And now we're put in a situation that no one saw coming. And, you know, we're just trying to do our best. Your doctors, your nurses, your EMTs, your CNAs, uh, everybody, they're all human, man. Yeah. They are also scared. They also don't know what to think of this. But unlike a lot of us that get to stay home or maybe work away from that, you know, they see it firsthand. So they're figuring their shit out as they see everything figure itself out. Mm-hmm. So again, thank you so much. Yeah. Everybody out there. We are the shit. Yeah. Well, you guys are the shit. I'm thank you. Everybody <laughs> that's doing free food for, for seriously first it, responders. It means so yes. much. And even if you guys are hooking it up with just the discount, that's awesome. Too. Or a coffee or just a coffee dude, makes a difference. Honest, or even just the thank you. It's just, it goes a long way. And I would say keep doing it, yeah, because it it helps those are those that are trying to help. And if you know, again, if we're all in it for the right reasons, I feel like mm-hmm. we're doing a good thing. Luis, thank you so much for uh, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, man, thanks for coming along. It was super fun. I, I'm glad we did it. It was kind of over text, yeah, and we kind of just shut the shit. It was just a bunch of random shit that we. But that we I will say for those that like the broken accent. He will be back. <laughs> We're looking to work on a segment where we can have him back uh, reviewing things. We're going to be having a, a sort of a review segment of the best things of San Diego. Whether Those it is matching on the San Diego. Yeah. Working title. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that, we'll have we'll definitely have Luis back. We're also going to have uh, our health correspondent, Manuel, from our second episode. If you guys know. Because uh, we're going to be talking about taco shops and beer. Beer. Yeah. <laughs> But if you're gonna want, if you want to know about juicing, or I think that's a health thing, right? Juicing, <laughs> juices, uh, vegetables. I think it's pronounced like smoothie. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. No, we made that fat too. We had yeah. the sugar in. It. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if you want, if you're more uh, leaning towards the healthy side, Manuel will also be having top fives. They're gonna be about 
the best hikes, the best runs, the best thing, uh, fun things to do for when the COVID is all hopefully controlled and we can go back to living our beautiful life in San Diego. So, Luis, where can we find you? Where can we hit you up and tell you how shitty you were in today's podcast? So, uh, la neta, si pienso que vale verga, but... You did. <laughs> you guys can find me on Instagram as drowning underscore surfer. Once again, drowning underscore surfer. And on Twitter too. He doesn't use it, but I, I wanna know. I wanna get him to use it because it's so much fun. Twitter is the best. Uh, anyway. My my Twitter is Luis Flow zero six. Luis F L O zero six. There we go. All right. Thank you, Luis. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening.